And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast, special Monday edition. Hope you had a good weekend. Stripe Show Podcast brought to you by Encore Golf. Encore designs high-performance golf balls for players of all skill levels and swing speeds. Let's get right to it. Victor Hovland wins again. Mayakoba, that's back-to-back down there in Mexico and Mayakoba. And I'm not going to say that um, I predicted it, but I'm pretty sure I did predict it having Jeff Smith on Thursday. Talking about what we've been seeing from Vic. He wins. Guy finished uh, T5. His name, Matthew Wolf. Been playing some good golf second at the Shriners. T5 at Mayakoba. And the guy that's been teaching him for a long time joins me. Special podcast on a Monday. You know him as Gigi. George Gankis. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Travis? How you doing, buddy? Nice to be here. Hey, so we started the Stripe Show podcast, what, like, you know, I don't know, three years ago. It was a, it started in an app and then I parted ways with this app and I kept the names and the rights to it. And I was like, all right, we're going to revisit this eventually. And we have, and we've striked it back up and here we are and we're growing like crazy. But one of my first guests at the time was this guy right here. He took some time out of his day, TPC Sawgrass. Remember, we were sitting outside there at the Marriott, and, and I've got my club, and I'm moving it, and you're you're moving me and showing the club, and I'm turning, and people are walking by in the Marriott like, what the hell are these two guys doing? <laughs> that, that was three years ago. That was quite a while ago, wasn't it? It was. A lot's happened since then, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, first off, you've uh, you're 50. No. I'm 50. I'm nifty and I'm 50. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm, I'm good, I'm man. Officially, I'm officially old. I have, um, I, I've arrived. Yeah. Hey, 50 is the new 40. Right? I, I, I guess so. Where do you feel it? Like when you get up out of bed and you've done eight or nine lessons the day before and the day before that you did nine and the day before that you did nine. And you get up in those first couple steps, where do you feel it in your body? You know, I feel it more like in my, my ankles, you know, I feel like pretty much, yeah, probably in the ankles, a little in like the back. And then I get up and and everything's back to normal, a little dizzy sometimes when I wake up. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely different. I'm sore, but you know, once I stretch, I almost feel like normal. Almost normal. Yeah. You know, I think the only thing is about getting older. For me, it hasn't been my physical abilities have have weakened, even though they really have. But I don't feel that. Like I'm hitting the ball as far as I've ever hit it. Uh, I mean, I can do things that I've always did. I think my testosterone's so low that I'm not aggressive anymore. It's just mm-hmm. compared to what it was. It's like yeah. I've always been aggressive. I've always been like down to fight and. It's right now at this point, I'm way more chill. I think that's when you get older. <laughs> yeah. I no, see it's how true. that is. Yeah, it's true. Like I, I feel it in my right foot. I'll get up and it's almost like my right foot's asleep. And it's almost like, you know, it's like, it like takes like eight or nine steps. And then it's like, okay, I can start feeling my foot again. You're not and even then, 40 yet. How old are you? I'm 40. I'm 44. <laughs> you are old, but I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. You're 40 yet. You look good. Thanks, man. You know, I mean, I'm the, I've, 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 I've trimmed it down a little bit as of late teaching. I went, I went every day, all day for, I don't know, 16 years, maybe. Did you? Yeah. I didn't even know that. For teaching. Yeah. I've been teaching main, for 22. What so what you taught at when you started? Um, well, I, I started, you see, when I graduated college, I moved to Scottsdale, started there in 99 and then 1999. And then I went to the Northeast and we did a lot of things up in the Northeast, uh, for a couple, for a year or so. And then, and then I moved to Florida, the world golf village back in 2001, late 2001. And then we started the tour academies and, you know, we did that, ran all those TPC sawgrass for a long time. And, and then I, you know, I, I came off the tee a little bit when I went to golf channel and when I started the golf channel, that's when I, you know, I did a couple of days a week with them. And then I was running the academies and teaching. So I was full court press at that point. 
Um, and then, you know, after that, after golf channel, I, you know, I started doing my own stuff. So yeah, I mean, it was, I can remember I was telling the story up in New York, like when we were up there, we would get there at 6 AM, set the range up, do a, uh, 7:30 and an 8:30 lesson and then a golf school from 9:30 to 3 and then a 3:30 and a 4:30 and go home. Damn. Yeah, like I I mean we did that every day like I, if I did that now I I don't think I'd feel my right foot for a week. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, I my my assistant Crystal, she's she's got me usually I work Tuesday through Saturday. Yep. I got Sunday, Monday off, but I'll, I'll start at eight or nine and go till normally seven o'clock at night every day. Cause we have lights yep. and she's like, nah, you're, you're getting cut back to nine to five. And then she's like, you know what? We're going to go nine, four. And then if someone wants your bonus hour, because they can't get in, we're just going to charge double. There you and go. So, so it's chilled things out. And I feel a lot better. Yeah. And then she'll give me random dates off. Like Saturday, this Saturday, I thought I was working. She's like, you're off. And I went and played golf. It's nice. You went and played golf. Yeah. Do you, when you play golf, is it, is it, are you playing with people who are going to play recreationally and are not going to challenge or like, Hey dude, look at my swing. What do you think? There's no, every time I play, someone wants to bet me. Okay. Or play me and not one time do I play with a player that's worse than a two, maybe even yeah. scratch. Okay. Wow. Like I, I play with guys that are fuck this week, plus five, plus four, plus six, probably plus five. It's, it's, it would be enjoying for me to play with some hacks. I don't mind <laughs> that. It's not that I pick it. It just, it just happens. Yeah. You know, and I play with Johnny a lot, Johnny Ruiz and, yep. You know, he lost his game for a year. He lost his driver. That was it. He can putt, chip, hit everything. And his driver's always been his best club, and he lost that. So he decided he wanted to coach. And now I'm playing with Johnny, and Johnny's back. He shoots like 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", every freaking time. And it's a shame because he's only 27. He should be out there playing, but he loves coaching. Mm. And, you know, he's one of my favorite guys on the planet. And yeah. And it's a bummer because I don't, I'm, I'm obviously you've seen his swing, but it, there's no, if anybody, there ain't nobody going to talk trash about his ball striking yeah. and his driver's as good as it's ever been, you know, miss mm. fairway. So it was just a, a year of hitting it off the planet with the driver. He got a bad driver, bad couple drivers, and I won't call out names, but they were, they weren't yeah. <laughs> beneficial to his game. And now he's, uh, he's back not to go on a tangent about Johnny, but I get to play with him a lot and we always have games. So it's, it's one of those things where, yeah. And I want to play, I want to play again. I want to compete. And it's, it's one of the situations where am I good enough to go play champions? Uh, I know I can, I know I can play. Mm -hmm. The fact is, is, is it beneficial to my business as much as, as things are going my way to go take huge paychecks? I mean, huge uh, cut pay, uh, pay cuts whether whether that's smart or not or is that what i really want to do is it all about the money i mean those are the things i'm i'm trying to figure out myself right now yeah which i think it'd be very dumb for me to go play but i love golf i love playing i always have I have a passion that's why i always come up with new stuff yeah because i'm always researching for my own self to better my own game that's so, awesome see I, I think there's a lot of teachers that don't play um i just love it i mean yeah. i always have i was a late bloomer you yeah know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, um, well, I know you probably playing, a lot of your teachers or a lot of your students would probably, they don't probably want you to go out and play because they, they need you for your eyes and working with them and keeping them dialed in. And, you know, one of those guys is of course, Matthew Wolf. And you guys know that, you know, Wolf and Gankus are like synonymous, right? Like you guys kind of came onto the scene together in many ways. Right. Pretty true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I started my membership in 2013, 14, and he probably came to me right about the same time, you know, a year after maybe the yeah. same. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty <laughs> been together for a lot, long time. Yeah. And of course his swing, like 
I get the question a lot is did George teach him that swing? I was like, no, I don't think he taught him that swing. I think Matthew had that swing. Like he's always had that swing and George has worked with that swing and didn't just change it to change it because it needed to be more on playing going back. So he's always worked around it. And it's, it's, let's just, let's, it's one of the more fascinating swings to watch. It really is. And there's and I, de- there's definitely a lot of things we, we did do. And I think a lot of people will, will say, you know, it came exactly the way it was. And I mean, I posted stuff of him when he was 13 and it was nothing like it is now. Yeah. Um, the style of it was, and when I say it never was, people would think I'm disrespecting how good it was or how bad it was. Nothing against anything, just right. straight up. He was 13 degrees in out, 14 degrees in out. He's not anymore. Simple as that. Um, so yes, his trigger was a little different. Um, it was a mini trigger that's changed. Um, he took it less outside than he does now. Um, he dropped in the slot. He was very dumped well into out. So there's a lot more rotation stuff, a lot more bat ball patterns, a lot more, you know, things to help him rotate through the shot. Those are some of the biggest things and, and, and creating ball patterns, understanding ball flight laws, understanding how to miss on certain pins. I mean, that's some of the stuff we've done for a lot of long, long time. I mean, he, he was learning about ball flight laws and not crossing pins when he's 14. Yeah. Like, like, okay, let's, what's your full eight iron? 175. I said, what's your minimum? He's like, I don't know. Uh, I said one yard if you need it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You should be able to hit it from your max to there. And he took that as, yeah, okay, I'll hit an eight iron 145. I'm going to, what happens when you hit this eight iron 145 and you have a talk about pin? Things change when you slow down. You hooked it a lot more and then you start holding on, and you start blocking it. So little things like that, you know, we started early, but overall his swing, you know, is his main structure. If you looked at it, would go, oh, there's, it, it's the same exact. And there are a lot of things that he did when he was a kid. Yes, mm-hmm. 100% from baseball. Yeah. Lift his foot, cross. A lot of stuff was there when he came. That's all. I mean, a young kid takes it back, lifts his left heel like he does. I mean, you just don't. You don't see it. At least I don't see it in Florida. Maybe you see it in California more. But I, I mean, you just don't see a young kid. I mean, doing that on his own, right? Just naturally doing that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, an era. I think that the other coaches before wanted to change that. Wanted to change his backswing. And his dad was scared when he first came to me and he said, Hey, I, you know, I'm really nervous for you to get a look, you know, change his golf swing, you know, right. he's playing decent. And I said, listen, my favorite swings are the old timers. I love Bobby yep. Jones. I love Sam Snead. I love, I mean, I could go on and on about all yep. the old timers. I mean, and I loved it being crossed up. And I think that was the crazy thing. I think it couldn't have been a better pairing as far as what I liked and what his swing was. Maybe yeah. he could have found a different coach that was better for him. Who knows? Yeah. But the fact is, is there couldn't be anybody that, that liked what he did any more than I do. Maybe yeah. the same, but not anymore. I was like, I, cause I, I love all the old swings. Yeah. I love all the old setups. You know, I love the cross up, but on the other hand, basically I think that a lot of people thought that I taught one way. You know, yeah. and it's not even about me. It's about more about Wolf as what he did naturally in a lot of ways. But I, I, I loved it. And it's it's one of the things where if you allow it, all of a sudden you teach everybody that. And that yeah. was the funny that was the funny part about everything. And it so happened that my three best ball strikers were Sun Kang, Johnny Ruiz and Matt Wolf and they all crossed it. And so everybody thought that I, I liked everybody across it, but it just so happened that I don't even barely cross. I cross it with my driver, but I don't cross it with my yeah, hands. Right. But so I don't mind crossing it. <laughs> when you, when you're working with Wolf and you guys have obviously have developed the structure and when he's dialing in and working and, and, and hitting it well. And um, what are, what are the one or two things that, he kind of seems to maybe fall into and you're like, Nope, let's get back to this. Let's make sure we're doing a and B. And I, I don't want to oversimplify it because I know there's, there's a lot of stuff to look at right in one swing, but are there a couple things that when you look at it and it's like, 
lead arm depth. Um, you know, he's making a good turn in both directions. As long as he's doing like these, these two things seems to be, you know, things seem to be pretty tight. Cause we all have our habits, right? We all have our things that we fall into for me and my swing, man, I'll like hang left and no one's business. You know, like no, I was we, we all do when shit hits the fan, I don't turn and I slide. Yeah. And not one of my players that, that I teach that's any good does that. Right. It's just the way I, I it's, it's just ingrained in me. But when you mm-hmm. watch me hit it and I'm hitting it well, it's, it looks nothing like that. So for Wolf, when Wolf gets himself in trouble, he gets straight leg, little out, but he likes short clubs. His armpits get out in his toes. And when that happens, he can't really turn through the ball. So he'll start to hop up for balance, slow down through impact. And there's nothing more that he doesn't like than a hook. Okay. The ball could go 50 yards right and he's cool. If that thing goes a little left of his start line, he, he he's not good. Um, so it, that's pretty much what he likes. And that doesn't mean he only hits cuts either. You know, he likes to start out right, but he doesn't like to cross over his, his target line. Um, but in general, to answer your question, I think his main thing would be set up. He, it's always varying um, to his more to out towards his toes, and everybody goes, "Well, he's not within your your parameters." Um, he is, but sometimes he gets a little narrow with his feet. And, and for those of you that don't understand what I mean by narrow, that makes you taller. And if you're taller, you're going to bend over at the waist more, or have to round your back, or get longer clubs. So, so, and the problem with when you get your armpits, the back of your armpits here. So if I stood up so everybody else could see the back of your armpits are here, you start getting out on your toes. I would challenge anybody to bend over and see if they can turn past 90 without falling over. It ain't happening. So when people get up to a certain position, you've almost looked at every grade and you could start looking at it. If you measured from the butt up through the lower half of the back, like if I stood to where it was, you're going to find out that, not one grade has been below 150. So if I was 180, it would be straight up and down. I don't know how my camera's working so bad right now. But that's if good. I stood, is this okay? So yeah. that's 180 right here. 90 would be bent over completely. So about 30 degrees of bend. Almost every one of my players has round in their back so they can reach the ball. But if you drew a line from up to the lower half of the body, almost every player is between 150 and 155 with, with every club. And if you look at it and you think that you can defy that, you're tripping. If you think you can get over at 140 and stay within those parameters, you ain't turning. And that means what? That every player does stays with 150, 150 is good? No. I mean, there's guys who are on their toes trying to stay and they're stalled out. There's, there's players who back away from it that are good. You look at Adam Scott was at 140, moved back to 150. I went 60 almost. He almost jumped back up. 20 degrees, but people don't realize that he played it off his hosel. So he didn't throw it as he, as he backed up. So, so in general, most of my players have that round. And, and I think that a lot of players, when I first came out and said that, I don't know why anybody even questioned it. When you've got Jack Nicholas, Sam Snead, Bobby Jones, Gary player, Lee Trevino on and on, all of them set up the same way that I teach. So I don't know why there would be an issue with, the rounding in the back, because all that is for anybody is if it's here, how am I going to reach the ball? I'm going to go over on my toes. So if I'm here and I round, I can reach the ball. Now, remember, just like most people say, you can't turn. Well, not one of my players is not titties up. Not one of them. Okay. Not one of them is down here. So if you stand up and turn and then you go into spine flexion, where are you at? You're over here. Not one of my players looks like this. Okay. They all look like that. So don't misunderstand that I'm not staying in this posture. Okay. I'm going into left bend and extension and that's the obvious. So if you're already in extension, where are you going when you have left bend down down period? Okay. Or you're not going to turn. So it's as common sense as that. And so Wolf, if Wolfie doesn't turn, he starts to tilt. Okay. Most people don't turn. Obviously, they stand up, they throw it, they tilt, they pull their arms down to get it back inside. Everybody has different matchups. You've probably heard me say it a million times, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. And so if Wolf turns, he turns back through. He doesn't start to jump, doesn't start to tilt, and, and he plays good. So as simple as we need to keep it is turn and turn. Now, yeah. Wolf has the weakest grip on the planet, and yep. I mean on the planet. 
It's yeah. like, it's, you can't see a knuckle. Is is lead hands over here like this? It's confusing because this thing's backwards right now, and I'm looking at <laughs> weak. But right hand player, both hands to the left. Both hands weak. Yeah, yep. both hands super weak. And yep. so, so the the fact is, most players would be very open, and especially when they're crossed and they have any cup in their lead hand, and especially when they shell it out, it's going to be very very open. But he flexes it for forever. He always has. Yeah. Well. I thought that if he did a little stronger grip, it would help him not have to flex it because he stopped flexing as much. And as soon as I did, he started flexing it less. He started adding even more cup. And I've never seen a weaker grip in my life. Like, honestly, I haven't. Um, for especially from a, as good of a player as he is. Yeah. And so what we had to do is we had to go back to old videos and just assure them, listen, these are the main things that you've done when you're playing really, really well is one, you shallowed out and his shallowing started getting really narrow. So we put my G box on here. We put the flexor on the left hand, my new clicker thing. And we got him turning back and, and got back to basics. And it took probably two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case, today is your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Rangefinder is amazing, and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and I was blown away with the quality. It has a slope technology, pin locked vibration technology. So you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour lever accuracy. And best of all, it is powered by a USB charge so you can forget about those little batteries. Every other rangefinder makes you buy. One 45-minute charge lasts you 50-plus rounds. I love it. Our friends over at Pin Golf are hooking up all of our listeners with $25 off and free shipping when you use code STRIPESHOW. That's code STRIPESHOW. I'm telling you. For $175, you simply cannot beat the Ace Rangefinder. Head out over to pingolf.com and get yourself the Ace and get dialed in. So, how's he? He looks he looks good to me. Like not only swing wise, but he looks like he's he looks happy. He's smiling and enjoying life. And I and I think that more than anybody, because you know Matthew, I don't know him. Um, been around him just a little bit, but he seems like a, a great kid, wonderful head on his shoulders, got a little personality to him. And we know there was, you know, there were some tough times early in the year, but he looks happy and playing well. As I mentioned, second at the Shriners, T fifth at Mayakoba. He's playing in Houston this week. First event, uh, I think he took, I don't know. I mean, I think he took 12th at the first event of the year too, or the first, the first event, on his comeback he came back to 12 second fifth this week so it's been yeah he's rolling a nice nice little run yeah he's rolling and he probably like a typical tour player right who played well you get a text you're like hey george i'm hitting like shit you're like what you just finished third you just won right like i don't know tour players like give us just just give us a little you know 60, 90 seconds here of guys are kind of crazy, aren't they? A little bit. They're kind of a little crazy. Well, I mean, the craziest is my boy, Sun King. He's, <laughs> he's got to be the craziest. Okay. And what I mean, I love the guy. I mean, he's one of my favorite guys on the planet. And the guy knows more about a golf swing than anybody should know as a player. As a player, it should be dummy down. Like, you know, when I work with Danny, Danny Lee, he doesn't want to know shit. Mm-hmm. Sun King wants to know everything. Yeah. Wolf wants to know, but he doesn't want to think about anything. So there's there's the, the combo and all my other players. If you look at like Akshay over the time that I've worked with Akshay, at this present time I'm not working with Akshay. He'll send me his videos still, but yeah, he, he Akshay is a very smart guy. He wants to know everything, but he's also got the ability to shut off. Um, mm. And shit, I mean, how many tour players? Do I still talk to a lot? Yeah. The fact is, are they crazy? Yeah. I mean, I'm crazy. I, I love golf and, and I'm always searching for yeah. new ways to make it easier to explain to people. 
make it more simple? Should it just be one simple thing? But for players, a lot of times they shoot low numbers and they think they played like shit. Yeah. And you're like, sometimes players put it in perspective really nicely and some don't have that perspective. And I think that that's where Wolf had a little problem for a second that Mm. he now is putting things in perspective. Yeah. When he's hitting it good or bad, it's, it's now I'm hitting it pure where he could hit it really pure and say he's hitting it like shit. Yeah. Uh, It's important. That perspective is important. It's very, very important. Cause it can, you can beat yourself up and quickly wear yourself down pretty soon. Like you just don't have a clear picture of what reality is. And, you know, and it's like, well, most golfers are perfectionists, as you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so a lot of them think that they should be able to do something over and over and over. And when they're not, a lot of players search for stuff. And I'm not talking about my players, but a lot of players do search for stuff yeah. and oh, yeah. like down the wrong road. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear about them again because their stuff was not that bad. It's just that they want to improve on what they had. And sometimes what they had was a ball pattern. And when you take that ball pattern away to get more distance or or more rotation or more of something, you start missing both ways and you start getting yourself in trouble. I mean, hitting it better, more solid and straighter doesn't mean you're going to score better. Because if you look at almost every single junior that's ever been good, yeah, superstar good, has all been a sling hooker. Almost all of them. Right. Wolf was. Ricky yeah. Fowler. I mean, every single junior I've ever known was a flip hooker. <clears throat> and as soon as they get to the college, what does every college coach say? That's not going to work on tour. Well, that's funny. That's what got you here. Uh, let's slowly change that pattern. So it doesn't go from that draw that never goes right, just over hooks to now it's going straighter, but it's missing both ways because your face is changing where you knew that face was always shut to that path and open to the target is a, it is a whole different system and so you lose your ball patterns and people lose their way it's just for a better looking golf swing it's it's fascinating you know and that's one of the things that since i brought the stripe show back and talking to guys like you is that conversation of like digging in to that relationship of the coach and the tour player. I dabbled when I was teaching a lot, TBC Sawgrass, I dabbled in it, had some, you know, I did some, some things, had some players, but I quickly realized like, man, I'm not sure I'm wired for this. Like, you know, I don't know if I, I can, don't know if, I don't know if I am either. I, I like making big changes on players. I like being on the driving range. Yeah. I, I like changing games big time with tour players. It's a slow progression. Yeah. You're very careful about what you say. Most of the times they got to play. So I think it's the biggest, I think a lot of people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but at this point in my life, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I think being on tour every day or every week with a, a, a player is only hurting them. I do. Yeah. Unless you're a performance coach, which a lot of them are and, and a lot of them are technical and performance based also. So that doesn't mean they're always doing technical for, for those coaches I think they're very beneficial to be on the tour every week, but the ones that are thinking that they're going to go change a golf swing during the week, when these guys get a play, I can't, I know as much as I need to know about a golf swing. And when I start messing with one or two things before I got to go play, it's usually not a good round. It's, it's usually when I see my ball doing one thing, like I can start it off a flag and turn it one way or another. And I see that pattern. I usually play pretty good. Yeah. When I'm hitting it straight and I, and I don't have a pattern is usually when I'm like, shit, I'm thinking about motion right now. Yeah. And, I, and I think if we think that we can go on tour and make a guy's swing look better, I think it's just our ego saying, well, yeah. his swing looks good or he's hitting it good. I agree. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, what are we doing like out there? Like, what? And I know there's things to do and, you know, like you can help, you know. Why do you think I cut stuff? back on being on tour? You think the players just didn't want to see me? What? Why do you think I didn't want to be on tour as much? Yeah. Well, I know, I know that you've never really wanted to do that. And you're kind of like me, like a range junkie out there. You want to get in there and help people improve their technique. Give me a, 
give me an eight handicap and let them, let me get in there and, get them to scratch. and rewire them and get them to scratch like that, you know, where they can hit shots and, and that's do things. Fun. Yeah. yeah, that I is don't, fun. Don't get me wrong. I love it when Sun will call me or I love it when Wolf calls me. Those are my, those are my two main yeah. guys. Yeah. And, and the other guys that call me on tour, I, I love it. I, yeah. it. It it makes me feel good. It makes them feel good. It, we we help each other. Right. The fact is, is that sometimes I need to step back and go, okay, I don't need to be in their their business all the time. Let them yeah. play. You know what right. I mean? These guys got there for a reason. And, right. And a lot of people want to attach to players to, you know, better their actual business. And people could say that about Wolf and myself there's a mutual relationship. Yeah. A hundred percent on both sides of that. As far as somebody made me, Wolf always kids with that. Oh, I made you or, Oh yeah, you made me. And yeah. he laughs about it, but there's none of that going yeah. on. That's right. some BS. Right. The hey, okay, but I, I agree. You guys came out, you know, you, you came out together and you came out together 100%. and you guys, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was, it, it, it was it, cool. You both, you had a style and a, and a persona and a personality. I don't have a kid, but he's like my kid. I mean, he really is. Johnny's like my kid. I mean, I got a lot of my juniors that are like my kids. I mean, how many? They're the best. Let me ask you this: how many? How many? What's the record of how many employees you've had moving a student? Like, there's some videos, Gigi, where I'm like, he's got four guys. Uh, there's someone holding like at their knees, their feet. <laughs> I would say I someone holding their shoulders. One, two on there, three on the head, four. Taking it back, probably four or five, maybe four. <laughs> no, maybe five. You know why? But four, four touching, one of the knee, one of the shoulders, and usually it's just shoulders and legs. You could just do this, but somebody was ripping the knee open, someone's holding the head and swiveling the head open on the way through. And then someone was actually taking him back in the backswing. <laughs> and then someone dropped the ball behind him like six inches. So their angle of attack was a little bit uh uh, what do you call it? a little bit more sharp? Yeah. All right. So more let's talk, about, let's talk right. about what each one's doing for a second. So there's someone behind holding yep. the hips. So they're just, they're busting well, the so, hips. So, so, so look at it this way. So if I don't put my hands on a player, I think the funniest thing is, is when I get coaches going unnecessary, unnecessary. And, and if anybody wants to come out with the 10 and battle me and see who can get them to swing a ball and hit it better, faster, I'll bet you anything on the planet. I'll bet you a million dollars. You have no chance. Right. And the reason is, is because it's not just me. I have a team of guys that are going to move you faster than anybody. And so when you think that you can sit there and tell a player, an eight or a 10 or a 15 or a 25, 30 handicapper and move their body by telling them what to do, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Right. So that doesn't mean that everything I do is mandatory and necessary, but I'm just telling you that if I get a player who comes over and they're swinging like this and I can move their body into a perfect position with two guys holding their arms and, and moving their legs, what are yeah. you tripping on? <laughs> I know no, I'm not, not tripping. I love anybody it. Tripping so on? who's peeling the knee? So they're, you're taking the lead knee yeah, and you're peeling it away from the, the, trail knee sometimes 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 their knees work good sometimes their pelvis isn't working sometimes their midsection isn't working it's not always the legs but a lot of times in the backswing people's hips aren't turning or their femur's not moving properly or their kneecap or their actual tibia fibula they're, uh, they're not moving none of it's none of the right leg is moving properly or their left knee is not adducting in, it's not moving in. So right. we'll smash it. There's different positions where we'll put it. And then when we stand up sometimes and I'm holding the left shoulder, I'll have somebody moving their right hip, their trail hip back towards center line as their shoulders go back. And sometimes we need more left bend and players are tucking that left shoulder under. And then when you do it, some people's arms get behind. So there's a lot of combinations that we're doing, yeah. but the first time I ever did it was more to pop that knee out, reflex the right, the trail leg. Mm -hmm. And then you get guys with too much hip flexion, sucking their butt in. So, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of common, as you know, you've been doing the same thing for a long yeah. time. So do you have like, is it like codes? Like you're sitting in the back, like you're the director. Yeah. Like you're, you got, you sometimes got, I do this. I'm like, <laughs> it's like you got a guy down there and he can't come back and you're like, so you're like, 
It's it's like the third base coach, right? Like left knee. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I, I have nicknames for them all. Like shit, God, get on freaking, get on the knees, get on the. I mean, legit, I got them all. So <laughs> I'm like, do the limbo. So I'll put two sticks, and they're on it like that. Right now, I've got four guys. I got Johnny out there, but Johnny's starting to teach a lot. Dude, Johnny uh, just shot 62. What the hell is he doing out there? But fuck, find out. He he's too good to be teaching. I'll tell you that. I, I mean, he was on the corn ferry tour, what a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Like anybody who's played with him is like, bro, it, it, he, lost, he lost his driver and his driver's back better than ever. So I, he hadn't played a tournament and then he went and played the one at Pebble. And I don't even know. He's like, I played like shit. I'm like, what place you take? He took 12. Like he played like shit. And it's his first tournament back. And there was a mm-hmm. two day cut, all tour players. It, it, it's one of the things if he wants to play, he can play. Yeah. I played oh, yeah. with him today. He can play. Oh yeah. <laughs> so let me, let me throw this out at you. Cause I'm sure like people Let me ask you this. When's the last time you had a guy on your lesson tee that challenged you? You're like, no, I don't think so. God, that's great. It, it, you know what? It happened probably about four months ago. And besides that, probably three, four years ago, because when I first started, I was always trying to prove myself. I would yeah. even say, yeah, I would even lie. I'd be like, listen, Butch Harmon has this drill, even though it was my drill that I just made up, just so somebody would listen to you. You know what I'm right. saying? You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I know this is right for this guy, but he ain't going to try it if it's just something that I look at this drill I made up. Right. They ain't listening. So, so, after a while, things started getting easier and, and the more and more that people actually knew who I was as a coach, I didn't have to reference other coaches. That was different. Okay. So people didn't challenge me that I'm here to get better. I'll do whatever you say. Well, there's always, I get coach. I always get players. And every time I call them out, my, my guys around me, my four or five guys that watch me every day mm-hmm. that help me out. They love it when I get one of them. And, and I always go, listen, and they're like, like, what's up? And I'm like, let me let me guess what you do. And they go, yeah. Well, what do I do? I go, you're a CEO. And they go, yeah. How'd you know? I'm like, cause you think you're in control. You don't know shit. <laughs> I say you're a 20 handicap. You're trying to tell me what you want to do with your golf swing. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, are you serious right now? It, it's hilarious. It's yeah. like, dude, I would never come into your business and think that I could run a business. <laughs> and, and that's the problem. Sometimes they have to step back. As soon as I say it, they chill out every time. Yeah. And it's a great lesson every yeah. time. And yeah. they love it. They love to yeah. be abused once in a while. CEOs yeah. love to be abused. They yeah. do. They love to be put in check if it's for their own good. I remember, I remember one of the, I remember golf schools, like when we were first started teaching, like golf schools are like the thing, right? Like you get 12 people and you get them on the line. You got four on the line. You got four in short game. You got four in, I remember one guy, everything just, just challenged everything. I said, everything didn't matter. I, I just like started out my mouth and he was like, Nope. So, so like, well, I remember I we're standing on the line this day one in the afternoon, three days, three days school. He goes, starts challenging like on now the club face. What I can't remember what it was. And I said, all right, all right, cool. And I just walked away. And I didn't say Good another word to him the rest of the day. Next morning's on the line. He's hitting balls, looking at me, like waiting for me. And I'm working down the line, like, you know, get here, skip him. And finally he's like, what's up? I'm like, no, you got, you got, you ain't getting that. You got it, man. You had, you got it all figured out. Oh no. He's like trying to reel me back in. You know? <laughs> so it's funny how you just, the silent treatment. That's, that's so good. Like it is the best. That's the best. Like for marriage, right? Silent oh, treatment. No. <laughs> Justine is a silent. It does silent pretty good in, in the course of a golf school. All right, here's one. You get challenged on this. I guarantee it. Okay. Hands up, right? And turn. Leave your hands up. Don't right. Not down. Like I don't hear you say down a lot. I know what you're doing. I know what you're. I know we've we've had this conversation. But is that something you get challenged on a lot with your teaching where it's, it's like, I, leave I your hands up and turn. I never get challenged by any of my players, but I get challenged by every coach. And right. 
I mean, I could go through every name and I don't even mind. I, I mean, Butch would be one that would say, why, why do you keep your legs flexed or why do you keep your hands up? Dana Dahlquist, uh, I, Jeff Smith would not be one of them. He actually was totally down. Um, Trackman Maestro loved it. I mean, but there's a shit ton of really good coaches out there yeah. that question it. And I, and I say, listen, here's the deal. There's a difference between down. Let me see if I can get my camera to be in a good position for my eye. So if I went up to like right about here, my arms are on the right side of my body. Okay. Is that right side of your eye? Yep. Looks left to me. Okay, good. I'm on opposite sides. I'm like, so that's still on the right side of my body. Correct. Yep. If I go up to the top for me. My arms are on the right side of my body. Now, does that mean I want to pull my arms down behind me here behind my seam line? Or do I want to move them back in front? Is there a difference? Huge difference. Yeah. Okay. My arms in front of me. Okay. Then I get down in my stance. That's where I'm at. That's a huge difference. But was there a pull down of that move? Was that a pull down? No. no. So when my legs get into a position where I'm here, I have to pull them down. That's what the definition of getting pinned. Okay. But if I went up into a position, had depth, my shoulder wasn't out of its socket. It was in its socket, and I started to rotate around and didn't slide. Where would my arm go? It bounced right off my chest. Now, I could also, as that happened, get my arm to be like this. I could, or I could pop it back in front, and then it's going to spring where? Right off my chest. So it's going to go boom, and then it's going to jump off my chest. Now, what my arm's doing, my trail arm, is highly dictated by my club face. If my face was shut, where would my arm want to move? want to move a lot more. If my face is open, it's almost always going to want to move that way. So dictated by face and what you've done prior to all these actions are hugely different. So if you want to go up here and not you personally and pull your arms down and then turn, be my guest, you're going to get roped on by everybody who does it. Now, when you see someone like, like, uh, Bryson DeChambeau doing it on the range and everybody starts jacking him off. I start laughing because he doesn't do that in his swing. Right. It's hilarious. He's up here and it's up anything. He's a little steep. His arms like this. He's up. It's like blocked up on yeah. his chest. Just like Rory, just like DJ, just like anybody who's awesome at golf. That anybody who smashes the ball, not one long driver, you're going to see him doing this shit. So I look at Josh Koch and Josh Koch goes, why do people keep telling people to pull him down? Well, does that mean that you can't pull them down? It just means just like anyone who says someone's hips are too fast just means you don't know shit about a golf swing. That's all it means. So when you say your hips are too fast, no. When I see a player going, you've got to get your arms down. That means that you never had your hips go back. And all of a sudden they fire. Yeah, your hips have gone back 20 and your shoulders have gone back 90 or whatever. And all of a sudden they have a head start or you start to slide them just means that now all of a sudden let's get your arms down so they don't get stuck. Now, how about fix your pivot in the backswing and then get things sequenced? That'd be the proper way to do something. And that's what makes me laugh is when somebody goes, oh, your hips are too fat. No, you only turn them 20 and your shoulders are 90 and you slid and spun. Okay. Right. Now you're stuck. So your coach goes, get your arms down first because I don't know how to fix your real golf swing. Cause that's the easiest equation. Yeah. That's, that's something that makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. it, it does. And that's me being a dick, but I don't care. I, at this point in my life, I don't care. I just, and you didn't, you didn't do it to me. I just laugh because people do it all the time. They say, Hey, why do you leave your arms up? Why do you yeah. do this? And then I challenge them. I'm like, listen, I love the right leg to be flexed. Okay. I like it to extend. Okay. But how much do I extend? And I tell people, I said, Bush is like, why do you want your leg to extend? And I said, well, all the greats did. He goes, well, he goes, Tiger Woods didn't. And I said, well, yeah, but he also has a hurt back. Okay. <laughs> that was one of them. Okay. If, if you look at a player extending their trail leg, which you know, I mean, stacking tilters, you're originally not saying you're stacking tilter or you're against it because I'm not either way. All yeah. I'm saying is if I extended my leg, I have full range of motion. If I go into a flex leg, what am I going to do? I'm going to extend up right away. I'm going to use it. Okay. I'd rather extend it, reflex it, use it through the ball. That's just the sequence of 
I'm going to jump, I'm going to extend, flex, extend. Okay, simple as that. So I tell players, don't lock it, but lock it first and then flex it until you can feel something in your quad and your glute here. Then we're, then we're loaded. But you don't want to lock it and you don't want to keep it flexed because you're never going to get any turn or depth. So there's a happy medium of both of them. Right. already, but I think a lot of players, a lot of people think that there's some certainty of everything in the golf swing. And there's so many ways to get away with shit, as you know, that that's why there's so many good players on tour that have so many different things they do. Right. Face, pivot, everything. So yeah, I do get challenged on the leaving the hands up and I'm sorry I went on a tangent. But no, it's good. That's, I mean, that's, no, it's accurate. I mean, we've talked about it before. And I mean, most, I mean, tour players, it's a different conversation, but when you're, when you're dealing with the mid handicap and they're pulling down, they're pulling down with a ton of extension and the shaft is steep and the face is open. It's a double whammy, right? With the pull down with them. And well, some people have to pull down though. Some people have to, they're out of position. They have no, no turn. They have to, they right. have to get it back. There are some people who do have to pull it down hundred percent. Yeah. And some people are instinctive. I mean, there's going to be something that moves. I always say that in the downswing. If I don't have the ability to track the ground, okay, then my first move is going to be with my hands. So mm -hmm. that means that if I'm over here like this, let's just say I'm over here. By the time I get back to where I've got pressure left, my arms are going to be coming down. If I had, whether I moved off here, recentered, or I just stayed like the old timers, whatever you like, I don't care. The point is, as soon as you start to rotate, your hands don't have chance to pull down. If mm -hmm. you're tracking right. the ground properly, they don't have a chance to do anything manually. They're going to do what they do. They are. Yep. Okay. And if you're thinking about your hands and your arms and, and the rest, you can do that. It's just, Tell me, do you think one long drive guy's doing that? No. Fuck no. They don't no. even know they have arms. Okay, they're trying to extend up. Yeah. So they're, they're, they know that their hands are getting high, but after yeah. that, it's I'm unloading. So so and yeah, there's a lot of guys who are pulling their arms down on tour, and that's okay. Do it, but don't think that that's why they're good. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's fascinating. The The conversation with a tour player is totally different than a lot of the audience that's listening to this with that, you know, 10, 12, 14 handicap looking to take something away. This is entertaining and, and, and fun to listen to. Um, if we were looking at that and we we're doing instructional compared to me just talking shit. Yeah. I mean, for, for higher handicaps, you can all do it. You, 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 oh, yeah. you, you just got to get your foundation, right? I mean, well, Let's put it this way. When you, when you take, when you take someone and you teach them change of knee flex, give them a little extension, a little left bend, all of a sudden, all of a sudden the, the swing just lengthens out beautifully. Get a little depth, get the face square. Now all of a sudden like, and you show them that you're like, look, that's you. Instinctively they start to just do it. They just start to do it. That's right. You're right. I mean, that's where I start out. I start out with the pivot in the back. Start with the setup first. I'd start to turn them and extend yeah. them. Like you just said, I get that they start getting natural depth with that. They learn to fold their arms a little better. They learn yeah. to flex yeah. it, or if they already have a strong grip, they can keep it where it's at, wherever it is to get the yeah. pace that you set. And then from there, it becomes instinctive for a lot of them. It does. And then, you, and then you find detail them. I mean, with leaning the shaft a little more, with more rotation. Fucking, I mean, there's just a lot of little, you can detail out what it feels like doing little half shots and all the rest, but yeah. they, they're all doable. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and then you show them their backs and they're like, damn, like, oh, man, my back's in. I haven't taken it back that far since I was 20. Exactly. I mean, and they can all do it. It's, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Oh. I see it every day. And it, I don't post before and afters of older people because I feel, I, I mean, if, if I was starting my business, I would do that all day. And yeah. then I'd get more 30, 40 handicappers, 20, 30. Everybody, oh, you're going But if I start doing before and afters of 20 handicappers, I'm going to have a lot of them. It doesn't mean I don't like 20 handicappers. If you 20 handicappers want to come see me, I love you. I'm just saying, I don't need all 20 handicappers. I like, I like a diversity of every handicap. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, you gotta, you gotta teach them all. I mean, you, or young teachers that are getting in, you want to, 
you got to teach them all. You know, you got to tell people like, you know, go, go, go get yourself some beginners, go get yourself some 25 handicaps, do some golf schools, do some clinics, get yourself some single digits, develop a junior player in the college, develop that college player into mini tour, get yourself a, a tour player. Like you got to, I think that is the foundation for a coach. You're right. You got to do it, it all. Starting with the juniors, getting them good, getting them to a certain yeah. thing, getting them to play to a certain level, get them through college and all the rest. I, I mean, I think that's, that's the foundation that needs to go. And then you go on whatever route you want from there. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And then find your niche. What do you want to do? You know, when I was, well, my niche was like, I, I liked working with junior players into college. That was my deal. Like I could develop them. And I think um, that's the best business to be in. Yeah, I do. I think that juniors and college is the best business. And it was my business for a long time until I changed my rates. Yeah. And I had to change my rates. I just did. Cause I was booked over a year. Too busy. It was one of the things where, but I do miss having all the juniors and yeah, yeah. People go, oh, you don't teach juniors, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I can teach juniors all day. That's the right. when I get a junior, every one of them's a badass. Yeah, they all are. And not- the fact is, I just don't get to teach a lot of them because of price. And maybe I should have a discount for them, but at this well, point, you got it. You're 50, man. You don't need to take, you don't need to teach more. Like you're in the scaling business, <laughs> right? You got to scale, scale of time, spend more time with your wife. Mm-hmm. Right. Who I'm, I'm taking time from, from you her right now. So I don't want to take any more of that time. Right. Just My wife's see, up there. Like it's, it's, I'm on the East coast. You're on the West coast, right? You're what is it? It's, it's six forty one there. Right. Uh, you know, we just be sitting here watching the uh, Sunday fix. <laughs> Anyways, and you are going to remember that you could text me every Sunday. And what's I the score? Uh, I don't even know, but I guarantee you Tennessee's killing them because <laughs> it's a it's LA. Should, the Rams should win by thirty. Um, I, I think that, but I think that what is the score, Justin? Do you know? It's not on right now. Okay. We'll figure it out. But I guarantee you Tennessee wins. Anyways, so. What else? Everything's good in your life? Yeah, everything's good. I Does think we should just know like, about, you know, anytime you want to come on and just vent and just give me the topic and I'll just, you I know. feel like I vented more than oh, hopefully people. No, it's good. I mean, this is, I don't no, know. this is good. This is, this is the way it should be. I mean, right. Like just we're talking about the meat and potatoes of the swimming, the modern game. Like, let me, let me finish with this. Like we're seeing now next 10 to 15 years, what we've seen the last five, like we're seeing this, these kids come out. They've been taught on track, man, you know, launch monitors. They've been taught speed. They've been taught in a way that was very different than the way you and I were taught when we were younger. We've talked about it. Turn the upper, not the lower bump side bend. Wasn't a swing really built for speed. Wasn't really something built for accuracy for that matter. It was just, it was just kind of a. <laughs> it really that's wasn't the, built for anything. That was it the was way it was, fun. right? And that's the way we you were taught, and you kind of filter through it. And guys like yourself, and like you, know, we talked about, we were talking about Chris Como, who's been on, and others, and like you know, biomechanics kind of got back to the roots. I I told um, Lucas Wald, who I know you're good friends with. I told Lucas, I said, I think the long drive guys have done a great thing for our industry. I agree. I think, I I don't think Jamie Sadlowski gets enough credit for, for being an originator of recognizing the way the pelvis works Mm -hmm. the proper way rather than having to slide. And and this is a baby tangent that I'm, I'm about ready to say, but for a long time, we saw players that would slide that had a lot of speed, but they were also big humans. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't small people. So all of a sudden people go, Oh, that's the way to generate speed. Look at him. Look at his legs mm-hmm. slide forward. And I, and I just laugh at it. I'm like, that's not why he's got speed. He's a big, he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, when I see a little person like an Akshay swinging at their, their weight or, or when I see one of my little juniors that weighs 110 and they're swinging at 120, that's what I want to see what's going on. I'm like, dude, this is a freak. Yeah. What's he doing? And that's a Jamie Sidlowski. He's a freak. And yeah. the fact is, is it's not as freaky now because people are doing it. They're watching him and they're realizing that there's not a slide. 
there was just a lot of different groundwork, the way the arms worked up top, how big the turn was, how much the extension went, how you moved into the ground, how you actually rotated. Are you, are you getting your lead hip outside your foot line and trying? No, hell no. Tell me one guy that smashes it, that did that, that was not gigantic. Right. Yeah. I think they've done a great, I think think they've really helped their industry a ton. I really do. I think it's, I mean, and I even love, I mean, Kyle Berkshire, his, his action is pretty sick too. One of my favorite moves is that Humpty Dumpty man back and forth. Like he does love that. I mean, it's great for a trigger to just move around. Yeah. I mean, we all start, once we start working on our golf swing, we start working on, we forget about a trigger. Yeah. Everybody has one. Everyone has one. It's good stuff. It's, it, it, oh, let's see. Oh, 21. What's, it, what's the score? 21-3. Titans. Titans at LA, <laughs> in LA. In LA, exactly. <laughs> Sunday night fix. Just remember, every Sunday night. So you guys are going to have dinner tonight. Yeah. What do you, you like, are you like red wine guy steak? What, what are you? No. Jordan? Justine, what time is it? 646. No, my, my wife and I, we have a bet um, on body fat. Oh, so we all started with a certain body fat and it was pretty high. Okay. And um, we have a, a couple other buddy or, our good friends, uh, yeah. Robert and Rosie, they're married. Mm-hmm. I decided to take Rosie as my partner no, I and my wife didn't want me as a partner. She said, but I picked Rosie uh-huh. before and, uh, w- with our combined, um, body fat for, um, 10,000, a couple. So we decided that was motivation until Thanksgiving. Wow. 10,000 a team. So just a little motive, but per person. No. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. You guys decided to go down and be cheap. I didn't. You know I wouldn't do that. Said five thousand. So-, so my wife's saying that I said something, but it's okay. But she, <laughs> she, she, she always wins. So listen. So yeah. Anyways, back to the point. Um, I'm actually, I wouldn't say dieting, but I'm working out a bunch. Yeah. And we're eating different. So we my, got time my- now. You're on the lesson tee like twelve hours a day. Yeah. Well, that's debatable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm not eating what I'd like right now for the last two months. It's, it sucks. It does. I got till Thanksgiving and then I'll go back to just being normal again Yeah. at this, at this point. And listen to my my wife over there too. She's just, she's the like little peanut gallery over there. (laughs) (laughs) She's a commentator. You want to come in on this? He wants to ask you a couple questions. She probably could, she probably could teach for you. She'd probably be your best (laughs) damn Assistant it, after sitting and listening to you for years and years. It's amazing when she huh? acts like she pretends like she's me. It's hilarious. Oh, she man. You give her a couple of drinks and she could imitate me all day. I've seen it in your story. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's great. All right. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, thank you for having me. Going to have okay, a win soon. Welcome. George Gankus. Go follow him at George Gankus Golf Instagram. You know, where he, you know where he's at. All right. We got the your website, you've got your new devices out as well. Um, G snap G box. And the shower, I got in the three, shower. three of those. And then I got, yeah, the George Gigas golf membership, but yeah, I'm excited about the G snap coming out next month. Did you ship me one? Yeah. All right, cool. I, I can't wait to get it. You just, when we get off, just send me your, um, your address. Okay. And, uh, tell me what you think. All right. Is that George. a shuttle? Is that a mirror no, it's the Kraken. Oh, okay. The new hockey team. Dude, my eyes are so bad. See, I love the fact that the Rams are getting beat because you're you're talking to the biggest Seahawk fan in the world. <laughs> and, yeah, so are the Rams are much better than we are, but the fact that they're getting beat is pretty sweet. <laughs> and the Titans. I was in I Seattle. The Titans are good, so it's not that big of a an upset. It's just that everybody thought they were going to crush them and I yeah. didn't. Um, yeah, you might be on to something here. I'm gonna text you next Sunday. I'm texting you next Sunday, an hour before the kick. I, it's not a might. It's oh. every Sunday. Oh, and it's been happening for when I bet it's been happening for ten years, and I was just too too stupid to figure it out. I'd lose every Sunday night, and then I started going, "All right, I'm done." Anything that's so obvious on Sunday, other way, other way. It's been a weird day in the NFL. 
Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville Sunday beat, nights aren't weird. Beat the Bills today. Figure that one out. <laughs> George, uh, you're the man, you. buddy. Thank you so much. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest gold-rated elixir and low-compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.